welcome to the Get the Acceptance Letter podcast. I'm Dr. Treasure Shields Redmond, and I'm known as the debt-free degree expert. I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. And I do that at gettheacceptanceletter.online. You've come to the right place if you are a parent guardian or stakeholder such as a sponsor, teacher, counselor who's worried about your college-bound team and how you're going to pay for college. Look, the amount of student loan debt has risen to the trillions and it doesn't seem to be any relief in sight. Listen to this podcast to receive valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help your kiddo land at a school where they will blossom and without crushing student loan debt. So I became the debt-free degree expert by being a college student who took out more debt than they should have. Uh, I was born and raised in Meridian, Mississippi. And my primary home, the home where I slept every night, was headed by my grandmother, who was a maid, and my mother, who really struggled with mental illness. Uh, I don't think she ever held a full-time job because her symptoms would just become so overwhelming that she never could hold a full-time job. So we lived in the federal housing projects and I was that kid who, you know, my income qualified me for free or reduced lunch. Of course, we were receiving rental assistance. That's what the housing projects means. Uh, And so when it came time to fill out the FAFSA, uh, I was given the largest award because I had a mother who was mentally ill and a grandmother who um, worked every day but did not make enough to pay market rent. And uh, neither of them really had the expertise or the resources to kind of help me get into college. They were present, accountable parents. They were sweet to me, but when it came to that college piece, they just weren't, they just didn't know about that. So I did the best I could. And that is the reason I really took out much more debt than I should have. Then I became a teacher and I went to Jackson State University, studied education. I became a teacher and um, I began to meet myself. I began, I began to meet other students like me. African-American students, you know, smart kids, but didn't have the information, didn't have the sort of counseling where somebody could kind of walk them through things and kind of help them make the best decisions. So I, I saw a lot of them headed down the road. I went down and I became the teacher that would pull people to the side. I would help parents fill out the FAFSA, or if I saw a scholarship, I would pass it on to a child I thought really fit that scholarship. And over a 20 plus year teaching career, teaching in high schools, teaching in colleges, I it, this professionalized into Get the Acceptance Letter Academy. So um, you are in the right place if you can say yes to any of these things. And I'm going to stop and 
check the chat and see if there are any more comments. All right, you're in the right place if you can say yes to any of these things. I want to know how to navigate financial aid. I feel punished for making a decent living because I know we won't qualify for much or any financial aid. I want to know where these quote unquote millions of dollars in scholarships are and how to apply for them. It's all overwhelming and my son or daughter's school hasn't helped as much as I thought they would. If you can say any of these things, type Y-E-S in the chat. Give me a Y-E-S if you can say yes to any of those items. Now, you're in the right place because I'm going to help you understand how to navigate financial aid. You're in the right place because I'm going to show you how to make it not matter that you won't qualify for much or any financial aid. You're in the right place because I'm going to show you where these quote-unquote millions of dollars of scholarships are and how to apply for them. And I know that parents hear this all the time. Oh, there's so much money and people just leave it on the table. And you think to yourself, uh, because I took my son through the college process, well, just tell me where the table is and I will sit them down at the table. <laughs> we, will, we will apply for those scholarships. We won't leave them on the table. And you're in the right place because I'm going to banish overwhelm so it won't matter that your son's or daughter's son or daughter's school hasn't been very helpful. So you're in the right place if you're able to say yes to either of those. Tamiko is like, Y-E-S, yes. <laughs> Now, you're really in the right place if the bottom line is, I refuse to shackle my child to decades of debt, because that is definitely what is happening to people out here in this, uh, <laughs> in this, in this uh, student loan infected streets. Um, so I'm going to show you the five types of free funds and where to find them. And I'm going to show you the five things you have to do once you know where that money is, those free funds. Now, I read to you the items highlighted in yellow, but I want you to lift your eyes up and look at this, at this arrow, this blue arrow. It says no later than now. So some people think, oh Lord, I've started late. And yes, would it have been better if you had started earlier, ninth grade, you know, visiting colleges, uh, uh, taking tests and, 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 and formulating ideas and strategies? Sure, that would have been better. But if you can't start early, the second best time to start is now. Spring of the junior year is a really good time to ramp up your intensity. And then you need to get on a weekly schedule. Try to finish something each week, once a week. Uh, so many parents to, you know, report to me overwhelmed because they don't quite understand the process. It feels like a lot of information. And one of the ways to cut down on the overwhelm 
is to do one thing a week. So you might get your a copy of their transcripts one week. You might spend the next week working on getting recommendation letters. You might spend the next week um, um, scheduling the ACT or the SAT. Uh, you might spend a week talking about college visits and planning those. So each week, you know, focus on one thing. And then in their senior year, that's when you execute. That's when you start pulling the trigger on things. So in October of your child's senior year, you're going to fill out the FAFSA. And we'll be talking more about that. I always recommend that people then uh, start to fill out college applications and then press send on those college applications November 1. FAFSA, October 1, press send on college applications November 1. And then you want to maintain intensity. All throughout this upcoming first semester of their senior year, you want to keep college top of mind. Keep completing something every week. Keep noticing what schools they've been accepted to and then looking for their financial aid award letters and comparing them and, and, and you know, letting people know that you're in the market to get them into a good school and without debt. So those are my, you know, kind of overview tools and strategies, but I'm about to show you the specifics right now. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is the five types of free money. The first place is the FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A, Free Application for Student Aid. This is a federal accountability instrument. You cannot get into college without the FAFSA. And when I say federal accountability instrument, it is a federal accountability instrument for colleges. Think about it like this. If colleges didn't have to give a true accounting of who is going to their school and how much money the people make who are going to their schools, they could just tell the federal government, oh, we need a billion dollars in, in aid. And then they could misappropriate that and, and spend it on the football team or put it in some sort of fund where it winds up in the pockets of people <laughs> embezzling money. So it's really difficult to do that when you have to have a FAFSA filled out for each student. The FAFSA, if you notice those three uh, uh, squares at the bottom, the FAFSA is how you qualify for free money from the federal government, free money from your state government, and free money in the form of work study. And work study is when your child can have a job on campus and receive the wages either as a check that they can cash and use for uh, living expenses, or they can have the money sent directly to the bursar's office to satisfy any remaining uh, charges. Now, people often ask me, well, how do I know what we're going to qualify for? And the government is not open about the rubric they use to determine who qualifies for what, who qualifies for the largest 
you know, over six grand in free money from the government. But here's what we do know. We know that if you have a small family and a quote unquote large income, you're not going to qualify for much money. So let's say you have two parents and one child and, and the total income is 100K. That is a family that's not going to qualify for much, if any. But let's say that you have two parents and three kids. So now there are five people in the house, uh, all living off 100K. You might qualify for a little uh, financial aid, as they call that, <laughs> from the FAFSA. And if you have one parent, five kids, and a small income, let's say you have one parent, five kids, and you're living off 50K a year, you're going to qualify for a lot of money. If you are a child who's a ward of the state, uh, a foster child, if you are homeless, if you qualify for free or reduced lunch or receive rental assistance in the form of Section 8, if you are the, 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 the daughter or son of immigrants or displaced workers, uh, if you have deceased parents or incarcerated parents, you're going to qualify for everything. So they reserve the largest award for people who almost have no income. But here's the thing about the FAFSA. Even if you don't qualify for anything, like I said, you can't get into college without it which means that the college can't give you scholarships unless you fill out the FAFSA. To add, there are scholarships that ask for proof that you completed the FAFSA. Sometimes they just want proof. They don't want to know that you have a certain income. Some do. Sometimes they just want proof that you filled out the FAFSA. So the FAFSA is a gateway in, in several ways to free money, the type you don't have to pay back. And I need for uh, really savvy parents to have last year's taxes done and be ready October 1 to fill it out as soon as it opens. It's connected to a dwindling pot of money. And the later you wait, the, the, less, the, le the less your money will be. All right. Please feel free to stop and ask questions if you have any. The free application for student aid is online. It's not in any secret place. You go to fafsa.gov. And if you go to my uh, uh, YouTube channel, which is called Get the Accept Letter, uh, I have a FAFSA tutorial from a couple of years ago. Uh, nothing has changed except the color of the form. So it's still going to be very helpful if you watch that tutorial on my YouTube channel. All right, the second of five uh, types of free funds, institutional funds. That means the, the scholarships and monies that come from the colleges that your young person will be applying to or going to. Notice that they're often merit-based. That means they want the person to have a certain GPA, and or a certain test score in order to qualify for scholarships from that school. They're often foundational. You know, sometimes it's the college itself that has set up the scholarship. 
but there are lots of alumni groups and corporate groups connected to the college that also create scholarships. You know, if myself and the parents on this webinar all went to the same college, we too could, you know, host a $50 chicken dinner and, um, you know, uh, take the money back to our alma mater and say, we, we, we raised $3,000 and we would like to give this to a young woman from our town who goes to this college and they'll set up the scholarship in our, in our uh, name and hold on to the money and give it out. Um, and then there are, they are departmental meaning sometimes colleges are giving out scholarships specifically for engineering majors or nursing majors or um, creative writers or um, uh, visual artists. It's just in whatever major or department or field they're going into. Institutional funds are very important. They make up a big portion of the scholarships that young people uh, earn. Uh, one strategy I would say would be to engage in what I call college matchmaking. And it, it is what it sounds like. It's almost like a romantic attachment where you, where you pick a college that likes you a little bit more than you like them. <laughs> and that means you look at their average GPA, their average test score, and you pick colleges that uh, you're right above the average, or you pick colleges where they are just, they just opened a new STEM building and they really want some new nursing majors and your kiddo wants to be a nurse. So you pick colleges that are really, you know, keen to enroll people who want to go into nursing. When you pick colleges that, that are really seeking for your young person, they're going to try to impress them with scholarships. And just as, a, as, as an example, here's a screenshot from a university that's near me. This university is called SIUE, Southern Illinois University at Edwardsville. And this is just a page from that university's website. I want you to pull your eyes to the word through. It's the second little section of writing. It says, through the SIUE scholarship management system, all students can browse and apply for more than 450 scholarships available in the various schools, departments, and units at SIUE. 450. Now, this isn't uh, special to SIUE. Almost every college has a page on its website where its own scholarships are available and people can apply for them. Now, number three, state funds. These are funds given out by the state you reside in. And usually at this point, people ask, well, do you have to go to college in your state? And the answer is yes and no. Sometimes state funds are designed to keep young people in that state. And sometimes state funds are just designed to give college monies to people who live in that state. So it depends. You'll have to check out your state scholarships. 
And so just as an example, I Googled scholarships in Illinois. Scholarships in Illinois. And when I did, here's a scholarship that came up. It says it is called the ISL Midwest Senior Scholarship. And you have to live in Illinois, Nebraska, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Missouri, or Minnesota in order to be eligible. $1,000 is what you could earn through this scholarship. And notice this under the words, who is eligible? It says, no financial need, minimum grade point average, or class rank requirement. Now, isn't that something? So oftentimes, there are young people who, for whatever reason, uh, they just didn't show up well in high school where grades were concerned. Maybe there's someone who doesn't test well when you look at the SAT or the ACT. Uh, whatever the situation, uh, the numbers aren't impressive. So this is proof that with good searching techniques, the type that I know about, you can find scholarships for young people who may not have high test scores or high GPAs. Now, let's go to the fourth place where there are incredible free funds, and that's national funds. Lots of us are familiar with these because these are the types of scholarships we even hear about on the news or we see them on social media. You know, Beyonce is giving out 100K. Beyonce's husband, Jay-Z, through the Carter Foundation, is giving out scholarships. And we have some examples on this slide. Foot Locker, $20,000. Coca-Cola. And, you know, these national scholarships, they give out incredible awards. But I have to tell you, there's so much competition because they are famous and they have a, an incredible marketing budget. So of course, lots of people know about Coca-Cola's incredible scholarships because it's Coca-Cola. We see them every day, every drive-in, every grocery store, they're advertising on television, they're everywhere. So I would not make national scholarships my number one strategy. I would have them as part of my scholarship strategy, but I just wouldn't make them the priority. The very next scholarship I'm going to talk about, the next free money type is the one that I would definitely make a priority. But before I get to that one, I wanna give you a, another strategy. Notice that you know some of these names on this slide include places where we get goods and services. You know, many of us have gone to Foot Locker and purchased a pair of tennis shoes, either for ourselves or our children. Many of us have, you know, had a Coca-Cola product or Pepsi, I mean, I mean, uh, or Sprite. And I would like for you to think about all the goods and services that you, uh, that you, uh, uh, um, that you participate in. When you wake up in the morning, do you go to Starbucks? They have scholarships. Do you run by Walmart? They have scholarships. Um, do you uh, a bank at a certain bank? They have scholarships. Uh, do you go to the mall and 
you know, go to Auntie Anne's. They have scholarships in school. All the places that you go, wherever you go to get your oil changed, uh, your medical facility, if it's connected to a large um, hospital chain, all of the places that you get goods and services often have scholarships. So I, I was just giving the strategy uh, about a week ago that you should sit down and make a list and then you'll find lots of wonderful scholarships down there. So this is the free money place, the, the scholarship type that I think it should be your priority strategy. Since the number of students who qualify is limited based on location, the chances of winning local scholarships are often greater than the odds of winning national scholarships. This can make local scholarships an attractive and easy option for funding your education. So just as an example, I Googled the names of cities and then the words scholarship foundation. Because here's what I've learned. I've learned that every community, almost every city, almost every region has a clearinghouse, a nonprofit that, that kind of holds on to scholarships for people just from that local area. Here where I am in the St. Louis Metropolitan, there is the Scholarship Foundation of St. Louis. But I tried it for Atlanta, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Boise, Idaho. And all of them had scholarship foundations or places that um, you can go and create one application and, fill, and, and, and submit or apply to several scholarships that are only for people in your region. So this is a very important tool or strategy. Now, what do I do once I know where the free money is? So I told you I would tell you where the money is and then what to do once you know where it is. First, you need to create a college resume. And it, it is what it sounds like, except a college resume focuses on extracurricular activities, leadership roles, honors and awards, community service. And the thinking is that young people aren't gonna have a lot of work experience. You can't work in most states until you're 15 or 16. The college resume is designed to showcase uh, how you shined ninth through 12th grade. And as an example, I found a scholarship. This scholarship is on the UNCF platform, United Negro College Fund platform. And that is where scholarships, mostly for African-American students and mostly for HBCUs can be found. Notice that this scholarship, the Panda Cares slash UNCF Scholars Program, you need to complete an application they wanna know your extracurricular activities and leadership roles. They wanna know your honors and awards. They wanna know your community service. That's everything that would be on a college resume. And just think about how much faster 
you could apply to scholarships if you already had that listed somewhere. If they ask for a resume, you can attach it. If they ask for the parts from the resume, you can just copy and paste them into the application. And notice at the bottom of the page, it says, copy of most recent FAFSA student aid report. So here we are again, a scholarship requiring the FAFSA. So that's number one. Number two, create a conservative email address. I don't need that email address. I'm gonna, I'm gonna type in the chat. I don't need the email address to be this. Ooh. I can type in there. We stay lit bit 69 <laughs> at gmail.com. I need, I need for these young people to have professional email addresses that are there first name dot last name or last name dot first name. Think about it. They're going to be corresponding with colleges and scholarship committees and their youth pastor and their uh, scouting sponsor for middle school and, 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 and teachers and counselors. So you want them to show up well and not have anything that's gonna cast doubt on their uh, qualifications. Number three, this is a super secret strategy that I have found so valuable. You can go to google.com slash alerts and you can create a Google alert for scholarships, which means that when you create the alert every day or once a week, you set the terms Google will look for the words you told it to look for in articles and then give you a list of places where it showed up. So if your kiddo's interested in engineering or theater or nursing or uh, accounting or being a veterinarian, you can put in veterinarian scholarships or nursing scholarships. And every day Google will say, ping, uh-oh, that showed up on the internet really, really valuable. This is what the Google Alert page looks like. Remember, you can go to google.com slash alerts. And um, some time ago, I have set alerts for various clients that I work with, for various college-bound families I work with. And we were looking for African-American scholarships, computer science, engineering, graphic design, women in STEM, and writing. Number four, I want them to create a junk email address. Um, sometimes people who are gamers or who do a lot of internet shopping are familiar with this concept where you have an email address that you know how to get into and check, but it's really designed to be entered into places that you don't wanna be bothered by. <laughs> but for some reason you want access to them. And here is why I advocate for creating a junk email address. The fifth tool, signing up for scholarship platforms. And, and here's some of them, FastWeb, Unigo, Scholarship Owl, CapEx, look, even Pinterest. 
I, I, this blew my mind. I started searching for scholarships on Pinterest. This is an awesome res resource. Usually I'm looking for, you know, beautiful African head wraps and decor <laughs> and gorgeous shoes on Pinterest, but it is a wonderful resource for scholarships. Now, lots of these scholarship platforms are, are they're like social media. They are free because you are what is being sold. So in other words, Sometimes when you sign up for them, you'll start to get emails about study abroad programs and uh, ESL programs, test prep uh, opportunities, because they, they're free because they sell your information to their brand partners. If you're not bothered by the emails, sign up with your regular business email that you check frequently. If you are bothered by the email, sign up with your junk email address and just set an alert for yourself and check it once a week. But these are valuable ways to uh, make sure that your inbox is just gushing like an oil well with scholarships. So I have showed you the five types of free funds and where to find them. And I showed you the five must do steps once you know where the free funds are. And you know, life is about those choices. I count going to college as one of the, the best choices I ever made. When I go back to my hometown, God bless it, Meridian, Mississippi, beautiful place full of beautiful people. But I have a fairly significant amount of young people that I grew up with we're not young anymore. I turned 50 this year. <laughs> but uh, there's a significant amount of people that I grew up with in the projects who, in my opinion, did not reach their potential. At least they haven't yet. And so much of it had to do with not going to college. You know, there was a moment 10 years ago when I was a newly divorced single mom. So that's the younger treasure with a different last name right there. I was divorced. I moved to the St. Louis area from Memphis with my two young children. And I was able to get a position as an assistant professor of English at a Southwestern Illinois College. And I was only able to land on my feet like that because I had gone to school, because I had gone to college. And this is what my kids looked like <laughs> shortly after we moved to the area, sitting on the steps, eating their snacks. <laughs> so I always understood how important school was because it really has saved me. Um, and I always worked hard to get them into the best schools I could because I knew how it starts is how it ends. I needed them to be prepared when it came time to take the ACT, the SAT, so that they wouldn't be part of this statistic. Back in 2016, the average graduate had almost 40K in student loan debt. And that was up 6% from 2015. So that is six years ago. That means that almost 100%, we would be almost 100% more if we went up 20%, <laughs> a little more, a little less each year. So now the average student loan is closer to 70K. The average student loan debt is closer to 70K. And look, that's frightening. 
because it only leads to a couple of places. People try to get their loans deferred, right? They, the people call them for, the, for their money and they tell them, I don't have it. So they say, well, we can just defer it. We can pause it. But the problem is that as you pause it, the, the interest keeps accruing. So you could pause a loan in 2022 and start to pay it again in 2027 and actually owe more than you did in 2022. It's crazy. Then some people just go into delinquency. They say, I'm not paying it. I refuse. I didn't get the value I thought I would get. I'm never going to be able to pay this back. Some people try to file bankruptcy, but student loans are one of the few things that can't be discharged in bankruptcy. And then some people, after they go into delinquency, then they go into default and they have a lien against their home, their wages are garnished. It becomes a real, uh, a real depressing moment. And that's choice number one. You can go into school uninformed, take out a bunch of debt and just hope for the best. But there is another choice. And that's what a lot of my members in Get the Acceptance Letter Academy made. They made that choice. And every one of them gets something different. They get, it's, it's tailored to you what you need. This is Tisha. Tisha used to be the CEO of Baltimore City Schools. You can Google it right now. Google the word Tisha, CEO of Baltimore City Schools. She's a law a holder of a law degree from the University of Maryland. Her son wanted to go to Wake Forest. He was on the debate team and he had been taken to Wake Forest in the summer. If you don't know Wake Forest, it's a very tony private school and it's horrendously expensive. And he loved that school. He just felt like it connected with his spirit. And really the only way they were gonna be able to afford it was if he got this one lucrative scholarship. It was for African-American males. The competition was stiff. They had him write, you know, about four essays and fly in and be interviewed. And he got that scholarship. Tisha joined Get the Acceptance Letter Academy just to have me work with him on that one opportunity. Just that. Then there's Taman. Taman and I are both members of the HBCU Alumni Association. And he would notice when I would post scholarships on social media, his daughter was finishing up at Hampton and they ran out of money. And that's another longer story. And it's not a positive story, but they ran out of money and she needed more funds so she could complete her degree. And so he joined my community just to get access to the scholarships, just to send them to her so that she could fill them out and finish her degree. This is RK. RK's young child, her, her daughter, was, you know, more of a typical student, still in high school, wanted me to work with her once a week. They used the ability to schedule one-on-one -on -one calls with me. And the same way that I uh, came to you right now using video chat technology, I would work with her uh, daughter. And, you know, I'm old school. There was a T for all the students who were uh, interested in Western Illinois University. This is in the before times, before COVID. So they, so they had a, 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 a meeting 
for all the students interested. I told her, I want you to print out your transcript, your recommendation letters, copies of your test scores. I want you to print out your resume. And um, I want you to put them in a manila envelope and take them with you. And she did that. And she gave that to the college rep. And they came back and gave her a $19,000 a year scholarship, effectively making Western Illinois University debt-free. Andrea. Andrea lives in New Jersey, contacted me by finding me through my YouTube channel and wanted me to help her daughter. And, you know, it was just, she really used my expertise and secured her daughter a debt-free degree. Roxanne, same thing, found me on the internet. She might've found me through my podcast, which is called Get the Acceptance Letter. And one of the things she wrote, she said, um, we are so ahead of his friends and school kids. I learned all of that from reading Debt-Free Degree Blueprint and your webinars. So when you join my community, you get access to all this pre-recorded content, downloadable materials, an ebook of how to write scholarship winning essays. And Roxanne was really one of the few parents who kind of went through things. Now, that's how she chose to use the community. And then this is my son on college visits. Tamiko, I hope you're taking your gorgeous daughter on different college visits or you guys have been on college visits. This is him uh, at Tusculum on the left in East Tennessee. And then in the middle is McKinney in Lebanon, Illinois. And then on the right is Westminster uh, up in uh, Missouri. And this was such, it was so much fun. Well, I really cherished this time. He was learning to drive during this time. And as you can see, they put his name on these parking spots and he was driving up to the schools and it was a really good point of maturation. And eventually he chose the school in the middle and he was able to earn over $164,000 in scholarship. There's our little family, my son, I, his daughter, his, uh, not his daughter, <laughs> my daughter, his sister, and my, my dad, their grandfather. So when you join the debt-free degree community, get the Acceptance Letter Academy, you get a system a guide, and a community. Parents often tell me this is exactly what I would have needed when I was in school. That's the number one thing people say to me. Where were you when I was in school? When you join, you get behind a paywall and you can see, you can create your own account. You can ask questions. You can open up, uh, get the acceptance letter, write an extraordinary college entrance essay quickly and easily. Uh, you can get access to a you know huge bank of scholarships, FAFSA tutorials, uh, all kinds of information. Uh, you can contact other parents, view uh, previous training videos, access the ebook, and uh, you know the writing piece is really really important. Scholarships often ask for an essay. They ask things like. Tell us about a time you failed and what you learned from it, or tell us how you're going to use your career to help your community. And, you know, I am Dr. Redmond because I have a PhD in English literature and criticism. I am a certified English nerd. I love writing. It is my bread and butter. 
there's another part of my life where I'm a published writer, poet, and performer. So I, I bring everything that I have to the table in order to help parents get into college and do it debt-free. And usually at this point, people are asking, okay, but can you just tell me, like, <laughs> you said a lot, Dr. Redmond, but what's an example of something we can get? What, what exactly do we get from joining Get the Acceptance Letter Academy? So you could get a list of colleges tailored to your child's gifts and goals. Uh, you can get a personalized list of scholarships. You can get a complete understanding of the FAFSA and financial aid, including grants, scholarships, work study, and student loans. Uh, your child will create a digital folder complete with recommendation letters, test scores, resume, scholarship winning essay, and a copy of their transcripts. And you'll get a clear plan to move forward on the college journey with no fear of massive student loan debt. So those are the, the items you can complete. The, this is how students get into college and do it debt-free. But wait, there's more. Monthly live training, free calls for parents, free calls for college-bound teens. So once you invest, then you just have me in your life as your private college counselor. There I am in my kitchen. Probably a screenshot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a screenshot from a... Uh, a training. So truthfully, this is worth about $250 a month. When I paid for my child's uh, mathnasium, ooh, that was expensive. It was about, it was almost $300 a month for, for tutoring at the mathnasium, but I needed for the math scores to go up so that the test scores could go up and I am only charging $79 a month. It is like Netflix. You cancel whenever you want to. You can scour the internet. This is not a sticky thing where all of a sudden I'm hard to get in touch with <laughs> when you want to stop paying. That is not who I am. But I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm telling you, this is incredible value. It it it's just incredible value. I wish that uh when I was a teen that that there was someone like me who existed.